0: You're now listening to a Binge Blue Brain Podcast, a show that teaches simple neuroscience-based strategies to ending binge eating, overeating, and emotional eating through the inside-out understanding of your habits. I'm Natalia, your host, and I'm here to help you create wellness without the obsession. Let's get started. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the Binge for Brain Podcast. In today's episode we are going to talk about your deepest desires and I'm think I'm going to question whether they are really really Yours. So I thought about recording this podcast episode because New Year is coming, which means that some of you will try to set up some New Year's resolutions. You want to establish some habits. You want to reach some goals based on your desires. Uh, But I want to, you know, poke a hole in your little theory that these are your deepest desires. And to do so, I need to talk about the psychological theory called memetic theory. So first, I'm going to give you a little bit of the background information. What is it? And then we are going to proceed to talk... Um, about eating disorders, like how, how important this memetic theory is in context of eating disorders. And it would be great if you would come back to this episode later because I'm going to ask you a couple of questions and I believe they require some reflection time. So it would be good if you would set aside some time and, you know, pause after hearing each question uh, and especially do it when you really want to Come up with those New Year's resolutions, you know, ask yourself those, a couple of those questions to really see whether pursuing those goals is worth it this year. Okay, without further ado, let's talk about the memetic desire. So, it's the desire um, that you subconsciously have to imitate other people's desires, and it's universal for all people and it explains how we learn and this is very useful desire but it can also be problematic so this uh, memetic theory was proposed by uh, Rene Girard and according to him spontaneous desire is an illusion <laughs> that he believed that all desire is memetic and it's generated by others people's desires because we duplicate other people's desires. (laughs) So he he said that we never want something because it is objectively valuable. We want it just because someone else wanted it before us. And he exaggerated his theory. He said that spontaneous impulses are an illusion, that autonomy is impossible. Uh, But I I don't fully believe that. Um, I believe that Sometimes it is possible to form desires that are, that are, Um, not based on somebody else's desire, you know, (laughs) because maybe some, for example, some iron deficient people will start chewing on ice. (laughs) Like, I don't think that they figure it out that, okay, other people are chewing ice, let me chew ice as well. (laughs) I think that it is more like spontaneous desire. Also, when someone is doing something for the first time, right? So maybe a thousand years ago, the first tribe Uh, the the one person in the tribe decided to like sit on a horse (laughs) and basically he invented horse riding and the same with, um, different surgical procedures, right? Uh, so again, thousand, thousand years ago, somebody decided to, okay, maybe let's drill a hole through the skull <laughs> to to make a surgical procedure on the brain. <laughs> so I think that, um, that maybe some pioneers, they did have some spontaneous desire. So they desired something without uh, observing that desire in other people. But again, this is like going uh, way too far uh, into that theory. It, it sort of doesn't matter in the context of, of our con- conversation. What is important in the context of today's podcast episode is that desires are fundamentally social, that we want what other people want. And also, it's important to mention that mimesis is preconscious. <laughs> so, We just duplicate other people's desires without being even aware of it. And it makes sense because when we are born as tiny babies, we are born as helpless beings. And in order to survive in the world, like we need to escape that helpless state, we need to do what other people are doing. Even in our brain, we have um, so-called mirror neurons. So those neurons are both active when you perform a task, but also when you see someone else performing that task. So it prepares us to to mimic uh, other people's behaviors. Um, and I think that in your World in your day-to-day life, you definitely encountered many examples of the memetic desire. Let's say that your friend tells you about the triathlon and that they are training for triathlon or or other, I don't know, some other thing like a marathon, and suddenly you feel inspired to do the same. Uh, so all of a sudden you want to do that. Of course, some of us are more picky when choosing our uh, desire, what we want, what we're gonna mimic. Um, but also, we may have those desires, but we also may not act on them. So, of course, when I see people running outside or cycling, I'm I'm thinking like, oh yeah, I would like that too. But it doesn't mean that I'm gonna. Get on my bike and also bike outside. (laughs) Other uh, good example, I think, would be Bitcoin. You know, years ago nobody knew what the Bitcoin was and and also other cryptocurrencies. And all of a sudden, you know, it became more popular and more uh, people want to invest in this kind of market. Uh, I think that a lot of cultural learnings are also based on the memetic desire. Um, let's say that children see uh, their parents drinking coffee and once the child is old enough, they may pick up their coffee habit themselves. The same with the alcohol. Like, think about it. Would you drink alcohol uh, if you wouldn't, you know, seen it before? Probably the first time you tried the alcohol, it was just... This bitter substance that you didn't want to drink, but because it has some um, social and cultural meaning, like you decided to pursue this um, this action as well. I don't know. Maybe you thought that it's it's cool to drink alcohol. Maybe you wanted to fit in, uh, and so on. So, mimesis can be motivating. It can be productive. Uh, for example, maybe you see a lot of people traveling. And you think like, oh, wow, travel must be nice. Let's do it. <laughs> and then you get some additional benefits from traveling. Uh, maybe you are surrounded with people who read a lot of books. And then you feel inspired like, oh, I would like to read books too. Because it seems like those people benefit from reading books. Uh, maybe your friend went to therapy. And all of a sudden, you see that your friend kind of changed for the better. Maybe they have better communication style, uh, they are better able to handle emotions and you think to yourself like, oh, maybe I should attend therapy too. So some desires are... Again, as I said, some desires are motivating and some desires, uh, we could also categorize them into the innocent desires and uh, pathological desires. Because if I see the food truck outside and I see a big queue of people um, standing in line to buy that food from the food truck I may think to myself like oh they must be selling pretty good food let me also check it out (laughs) and all of a sudden I will have uh, that desire for that I don't know hot dog they are selling (laughs) but uh, in the world we also see more pathological desires like you for example not liking your some kind of facial features and uh, you decide to pursue a surgical procedure to change the way your body looks like. Maybe you want to make your, I don't know, breast bigger, lips bigger, something like that. The the other example of pathological desire would be when people will do literally anything to climb the corporate ladder. But again, those are just the examples, you know, from from the world, I think what, what matters More is uh, how it all uh, applies to eating disorders. So I want you to ask yourself, you know, the things that you are doing or the things that you are planning to change in the upcoming year. Like, what are your desires? Do you want to start running, going to the gym? Do you want to buy iPhone? Do you want to have a certain body aesthetics? Are you trying to pursue weight loss? Are you aiming to get into a certain BMI number? Do you want to wear a certain clothes size? Uh, Are you trying to avoid certain foods? Are you trying to eat in a certain way? And do you think that your wishes and desires, can they be just desires you duplicated from other people? And to prove my point (laughs) that a lot of our desires are just conditioned, I would like to quickly talk about the research study done on Fiji, uh, on Fijian population. (laughs) And this, this research study, it really portrays memetic desire in action. So there is an anthropologist and psychologist, Dr. Anne Becker, and she studied how TV affects media-naive population. So around uh, 1990, a Fijian TV station started broadcasting programs in TV. So before 1990s, eating disorders like anorexia had been almost unknown on Fiji. Because Fiji is like an island. Moreover, before introductions of, of TV, the Fijians had a preference for a larger body types. They thought that slim women were were just weak, you know? However, when the TV was introduced, well, thanks to TV, people were exposed to different soap operas and seductive commercials and so on. So guess what happened after a couple of years of being exposed to Western media? By 1998, 11.3% of adolescent girls reported that at least once they perched to lose weight. Also, 74% Reported that they felt too big or too fat. And 69% of adolescent girls reported that they had dieted at some point. So, this study shows that media uh, and what you are exposed to through media can have a profound negative impact uh, upon your body image and it can also impact your eating behaviors. And it also happens in the traditional societies in which eating disorders have been rare before. That's the power of memetic desire in everyday life. Now think about your eating disorder. Maybe it started as your desire to be thin. And now all you want to do is just eat vegetables and lean proteins every day while also exercising every day. So if you have these kind of desires, please ask yourself like, where do each of your desires come from? Where do those desires originate? Are you trying to fulfill those desires just to conform to others? Were you born with those desires? Because it's a little bit different to have, you know, basic needs for food, but after those needs are met, like where do you go from there? What kind of desires do you have? Are your desires genuine? Are your desires causing more harm than good? Do they make you live in a more self-centered way? Have you ever considered that desires you believe are yours were actually innocently conditioned by the society? Don't you think that you might have been manipulated? Think about the variety of your desires. Desire to wanting a husband and children. Is it really your desire or do you want to just have children because you're supposed to? Because your parents and your aunts are asking you when you're going to have babies. (laughs) Think about your desire for weight loss. Why do you pursue thinness? Why do you want to have massive glutes? why do you want to have Tesla? Like, do you really like the aesthetics of that car? Do you look for sustainable solutions for travel? Or do you just want to belong to cool kids club? Why do you want to be an entrepreneur? Why do you want to make funny TikToks? (laughs) But again, coming back to, you know, to the problems related to to eating disorder, like pursuit of of thinness, and, and so on, like, Is this really your desire? Because remember that it may feel like it's yours, but ask yourself, like, does it originate uh, from within your true self? Because, yeah, I do believe that some of our desires are genuine, but also I believe that it's so easy to lie to ourselves that it's our desire when it's actually not. We are just mimicking what is popular in the society, (laughs) And it's kind of normal, right? Because your brain wants to belong. Your brain wants to belong to a group of people. You have this innate desire for connection. And also our brains evolve in such way that, you know, being rejected by the society puts you at the survival risk because in the past you wouldn't survive without the group or your survival would be would be higher, harder. So our brains are hardwired in, a, in that way. Um, we want to be a part of the group. We want to mimic other people's desires. But again, uh, when when your survival is not at risk at the moment, you know, in the 21st century, you have to ask yourself, you know, is your desire just innocent desire that you want to pursue or is your desire a pathology that really, um, that really fucks up your life? Because I believe that eating disorders, they do lower the quality of your life. So knowing that it's our natural inclination to mimic other people's desires, does this really make sense to pursue your desire to have slim figure or any other desire? Is it really worth it to sacrifice your mental and physical health to fulfill your unobtainable goal that was produced thanks to memetic desire because at the end of the day i believe that you are the only one who's worried how you look and also regardless of your efforts there always be people around you who dislike you no matter what you do and i get that being disliked triggers distress but it's still better to allow some stress to wash over you than to live a life for someone else trying to live up to somebody else's expectations is living in a very unfree way. You have no freedom. You just follow others, people's rules, you know, just to be recognized, just to avoid some uncomfortable feelings. Also, when you are trying to please others because you're afraid of their judgment, you make yourself more self-centered. When you do actions to please others, You solely concern yourself with yourself. So on the surface, yeah, it seems like you are doing it for others, to please others, to fit in, uh, to adjust to them. But it all makes you very self-centered. There is no place for genuine connection in this situation because you are always going to keep your guard up when you walk through life in accordance with other people's wishes. Okay, guys, that was all what I've preferred for you for today's podcast episode. If you are interested in this topic, you can research more about your memetic desire. And of course, I strongly encourage you to uh, to answer the questions uh, I put inside today's podcast episode in the context of your desires and that can cause your problems with eating, also in the context of New Year's resolutions. I think that after today's podcast episode, you may deeply understand that you don't even have to set up New Year's resolutions because, again... It's something that we all made up. <laughs> like some people started uh, setting up some goals for them for themselves in a the new year's, and all of a sudden the whole population on Earth thinks that we have to do it. No, you don't have to do it. Uh, if you have a desire to do so, it's probably still the mimetic desire, but it doesn't mean that you have to respond to it. <laughs> At the end, I would also like to inform you that it's the last moment to purchase the Binge Proof Brain video course. And as a bonus, you are going to receive also my Mindful Eating with Natalia mini video course. So if you are interested in uh, the self-paced video, video, a course, then click the link that is uh, here in the show notes uh, underneath today's podcast episode. And remember that this offer disappears at the end of December and you won't be able to purchase this course in 2023. So thank you so much everybody for listening and see you in the next podcast episode. Bye! If you enjoyed today's podcast episode and you would like to stay in touch with me, Make sure to follow Binge Brain on Instagram. And if you are ready to take this material to the next level and apply what you've learned, then go ahead and submit your coaching application for my Pro Brain coaching program. Thank you so much for joining me today and have a great day. Bye!